You are listening to sermons from the pulpit of the Bible Baptist Church in Marysville, California. We hope you will be blessed as you listen to another practical message. And God's creation of man. When we think about all that God has done, God has, has, has given us so much. You think about the, just the ability to exist as a gift of God. Uh, here God, the creator of the world, not only did he make a magnificent world uh, that we only know a small portion about uh, as creator, uh, then as he created just our earth, uh, he instituted several, uh, ordained several institutions. The first was the home. The second one was the government. The third one was the church. And all three of these institutions are God-ordained. Now, when we use the word ordain, uh, we know that it has value. We know that there is merit that is placed there. But the word ordain literally means to set in order. It means to arrange. Uh, it means to appoint to an office. And so here, when God ordained, uh, the, uh, these institutions, we see the three operative words. One was order, arrange, and appoint. And so with that, God has ordained the three uh, institutions of humanity. And all three of these institutions, they uniquely govern, they uniquely guide how we live. God has a plan. He has a plan. When we get away from his plan, things come apart. When we follow his plan, it works. All of these three institutions are under attack. But this morning, I want to look at the first of these three. Today is as Mother's Day. It's our Mother's Day celebrating moms. There are some homes where things are great and there are others where things are not. Some homes are enjoying blessings and other homes are fragmented, coming apart. Why? Because there is an evil one and the home is under attack. Now you may be at this moment enjoying blessings in your home and thank the Lord for that. But don't think that you are an exception to the rule. There is a devil that wants to destroy and he is after you and he is after your home. When we look at Genesis chapter number 1 and verse 26, the Bible says, And God said, Let us make man after our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all of the earth, and, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it 
and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living creature that moveth upon the face of the earth. Genesis chapter 2 and verse 21 through 24, the Bible says, And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept, and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. Now, after the Lord has made man and after the Lord has created woman, two verses later, the first attack begins. Genesis chapter 3 and verse number 1, the Bible says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of the tree of the garden. Now, was the attack that was leveled against Eve because she was a woman? Was the attack against Eve because she was emotional? Was the attack against Eve because she was weak? Or because she was gullible? I don't believe so. We know that she was deceived. First Timothy tells us that. But I don't believe that Eve was some weak, incompetent lady. I believe that Satan, when he chose to attack humanity, he started with Eve not because she was the weaker vessel. She start, he started with Eve not because that, that uh, Adam was so much stronger. I think he started with Eve because of the influence that she had. Ladies, you have a huge influence. There is no way to minimize the influence of mom. There is no way to minimize that influence that God has given you in the life of a family. And Satan, uh, if Satan could not get to Eve, he surely would have gotten to Adam. Guys, how many times does he get to us? And it's not like he has to work that hard at it. So this idea that Eve was chosen to be the one that was attacked because of her weakness, I do not believe is a valid point. I believe that she was targeted because of the great influence that she had. And we know that Eve had influence back in the garden And we know that, moms, you have influence today. This morning, as we look at under attack, we are going to look at the family. The family 
is under attack. Father, I pray that you would bless now these next few moments. Uh, Give me your power uh, as I teach and preach your word. I pray that you would meet with us this morning and just help us, Lord, as we endeavor to uh, be prepared, uh, equipped to be able to fight against the attacks of the evil one. And Lord, the devil is getting so many families. I pray that he would cease to get families that are represented here today. I pray that you would put a hedge of protection around our homes, our families, uh, our marriages, uh, our children. I pray that you would help us, Lord, as we endeavor to try to serve you uh, down here on this earth. Uh, Lord, help us. Put a hedge of protection around us. For Christ's sake, we pray. Amen. The home, uh, it is under attack on every level. Uh, The traditional family is under attack. It's under attack. I mean, all we have to do is turn on the news and we see the attack uh, that uh, the family is under attack. Traditional family is under attack. Traditional biblical family roles are under attack. And we've got to recognize what the world is doing, what the devil is doing, what the society around us is doing, what the cancel culture movement is doing is trying to undermine and remove any vestige of truth and right, uh, they are trying to attack. The devil is a, is a deceiver and he is a liar. He wants to destroy. And, and we're seeing that not just out in the world, we're seeing him work within the families, even within Christianity. And it's sad. You see, he is going through and he is trying to redefine uh, the marriage, uh, redefining what marriage is and canceling anyone who believes in a biblical, moral, natural law of marriage. That is the world that we live in today. And the family is under attack. Man and woman, husband and wife, male and female, we're under attack. The family unit is under attack. We are being blasted not because we're attacking anyone. We are, blast, we are blasted simply because we are not affirming something that is biblically wrong. It is not that we are going out attacking anybody. We're not being hateful. We're not, we're not choosing to try to, uh, every one of us, we, we know people uh, who do not agree with our biblical stand. But the reality is, we can still love people that have a disagreement. But it is not afforded the other direction. Those that call us and say that, uh, that we, are, uh, we are not uh, accommodating or uh, we are, I uh, just lost the word that I was looking for, uh, but uh, they, they look at us as though we are the one that is being harsh and attacking, and, and that is not the case. We are not trying to push our agenda down anybody else's throats, uh, but what is happening is the, the world, the, fam, the family is under attack, and their agenda a a godless agenda, an agenda that is against the biblical uh, role of what a family is, that is being attacked and undermined. And what we're finding is, unfortunately, even within the church house, we have people that are agreeing with the world. Why? Because they do not know what God says. The world is attacking 
The devil is attacking. The family is under attack. He said in Ephesians 6, 12, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And today, on this special occasion of Mother's Day, I want to honor and address, I, I want to encourage moms uh, in the vital part that you play in this area of the family, your, your influence within the home, your stand within the home, your decisions within the home are making a difference. They're making a difference. It's sad when many moms feel as though if they're home taking care of their children, that they feel like they have no fulfillment. What has happened the world, our culture around us has programmed and stating that being a mom is not a worthwhile endeavor. Family's under attack. And I'm not saying that every mom has to be home. What I am saying is there is an absolute attack against moms raising their children as though a career is a more lofty goal than raising a child. You know, one of these days, these, those kids are going to grow up. And you're going to look around, and you're going to look into the mirror, and you're going to be old. And they're going to be gone. You'll never regret the, in, the investment in your family. You'll never regret it. You'll never regret the time and energy and effort. Uh, you'll never regret, maybe you don't have uh, some of the extra uh, things that the world might have. Maybe there isn't uh, a nicer car or a newer car. Maybe there isn't some of the toys and pleasures and things that you could afford if you went out on a career. But let me tell you, those things are all gonna pass away. But what you do in the home the raising, the training, the teaching of your child. So this morning, as we look at the family under attack, the family is under attack and moms are under attack. Uh, first of all, I want you to see uh, the role as a child of God. Uh, this relationship, uh, the role that you have as a child of God is the greatest role. This is a foundational relationship. It's above all others. Uh, we are all part of God's creation, but we are not all God's child. And if you're here this morning and you say, well, well, you know, we're just all God's children. No, we're not. The Bible doesn't teach that. It doesn't even come close to teaching that. We are all God's creation, but you, are all, you only become a child when you are born into the family of God. Uh, that reference is used in John chapter 1 when Jesus said, he said, that, uh, he said, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. John chapter 3 he went through and he told Nicodemus, marvel not that I say unto you, you must be born again. And just like those children were born into your family and they have your name, uh, that is because they were your child. There was a process of them being born. They're, they are in your family. And the same thing with being a child of God. It is a, it's a relationship that is established. It is a spiritual relationship. 
and the role of a child of being a child of God. Do you have that role? Uh, the home is under attack, and there is no way to win the battle, a spiritual battle, when we are not saved. If you're not saved this morning, Mom, the greatest gift that you could give your children is to become a child of God yourself. Amen. What a wonderful thing that Lord does. I have, I have a great mom. I have a great mom. And I remember growing up, she was, she was, all, she was raising us by herself uh, first, first years. And, and I remember up until I was about eight, we'd get up and uh, mom was already at work. And we'd get home and mom was still at work. And she was working and doing everything she could to put uh, clothes on our back and food on our table and uh, just a, a hardworking, wonderful mom. And you know what? Uh, the m wonderful mom that I have, when she got saved, I don't know how you can make good better, but it sure made everything better. You know, the, the greatest thing that you could ever do for your children is to accept Christ as your personal Savior. Uh, become a child of God because you will, you will understand a love like you have never experienced before. You will learn how to uh, love the way the Lord loves. You will understand to have compassion and that nurture. Though there is a natural uh, part of life that God has given to moms, uh, there is something different when you are a child of God. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. I think about being a child of God. Mom, are you saved this morning? Do you know the Lord is your personal Savior? You may be a good mom. You may be a great mom. But if you are unsaved, you could be a better mom just by trusting Christ, loving, caring, uh, the mercy, the grace that God gives, uh, love and forgiveness that can be uh, even extended. So we see here as a mom and the family uh, being under attack, the role, uh, first of all, as a child of God. Secondly, the role as a wife. The role as a wife. God's plan is for marriage. That's God's plan. Now, not everybody gets married, but for a family, God's plan is marriage. The worldly concept of just shacking up is not God's plan. Pastor, you're old-fashioned. I know I've got a Bible that's old-fashioned. Yeah. Yeah. God's plan is still marriage. God's, God's plan is for a man uh, and woman uh, as, as marriage, for a relationship to be there. God's plan is for marriage. Uh, Genesis 2.24, Therefore shall a man uh, leave his father and mother and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. So here in Genesis 2.24, we have the law of first mention of the word uh, wife. Uh, then we have the law of first mention 
the word husband, Genesis 3, 6. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and the tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. Now, does that mean that every woman is to be married? No. Scripture tells us that very clearly. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 1 through 9. And for time's sake this morning, I am not going to go there, uh, but you can look that up. Uh, God doesn't, uh, it's not that every woman has to be married uh, or that every man has to be married. And there are, uh, but there are a lot of teaching within the principles here in 1 Corinthians 7 that, that uh, uh, one thing is very clear, intimacy outside marriage is is sin. Intimacy outside marriage is sin. Uh, we see the word fornication used, sexual intimate relationships by unmarried individuals. That is a sin. God's plan is for marriage. Uh, adultery, sexual or intimate relationships uh, of married individuals with someone outside uh, who they're married uh, to, uh, someone other than their own husband or wife. Uh, so uh, with that, uh, God's plan is marriage. Marriage. And we, we look at that and we see the fornication and we see the adultery. Uh, what do we see? We see even pornography is condemned in this. That is not a sin that affects only you. Let me say that again. That is not a sin that affects only you. Pornography is adultery. Pornography is adultery. Sounds like I need to have a whole message on pornography. The Lord said that to look on a woman and lust after her, you have committed adultery with her already in your heart. You see, the devil is against family. He is trying to do whatever he can to destroy the home. He is against the family. Uh, and, and we see here that if our homes, the family is going to be the institution that God wants us to be, it's going to start with being a child of God. Uh, and for a mom, uh, the role that she has as a child of God, uh, the role as a mother, uh, and uh, thir thirdly, the role of a wife, and then thirdly, the role of a mother. And I'm, I'm dropping quite a bit out here just for time's sake this morning. Uh, but God's plan, uh, thirdly here, the role as a mother. Uh, so God's plan for children is within the relationship of marriage. Genesis 4, 1 to 2, he said, and Adam knew his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. And she again bare his brother Abel, and Abel was a keeper of the sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. Uh, what a wonderful title that mother is. And uh, mom, for me, it goes back and forth. It's ma, it's mom, I'll, I'll go back and forth. But it's just amazing. Uh, Arabella, just recently, she stopped calling Rachel mommy. It's mom. And, and I think, I mean, I picked up on it. It's like, what do you mean mom? 
It's like, you're too young. She's still mommy, and that's gone. But, you, you know, it's just such a special, uh, special role that moms have uh, as a child of God, as a wife, as a mother. You have a wonderful opportunity, but that role keeps on going. Uh, it is a role of a teacher. We look at that in Deuteronomy chapter number six, uh, the, the teaching uh, of the word of God and guiding and directing uh, the role. Uh, of course, it is for moms and dads to teach, but, but nobody takes that up like mom does. There is such a wonderful role, but the role keeps on going. Uh, the, the, the teaching of our faith, our practice, uh, the future, uh, everything, the examples that God wants us to give uh, to those children. Uh, and so there are so many roles, and I've got a lot of roles here uh, for moms. The role as a child of God, the role as a wife, the role as a mother, the role as a teacher, the role as a comforter, the role as an encourager, the role as a coach, a role as a referee, uh, a role as a disciplinarian. There are so many roles that keep on going, not to mention just the responsibilities of daily life. Mom, you have such an impact in your home. You say, Pastor, my kids are all gone. My Bible tells me that the older women, the aged women, teach the younger women to love their children, their husbands, to be keepers at home. He goes through and God is giving the admonition for those who have already experienced to now turn around and teach those who have no experience. Young moms, let me encourage you, don't go to Google for your counsel. There are so many godly women that are right here that not only will just, your doctor does not know how to raise a godly child. But there are a lot of ladies here that can teach you how. There is a lot of experience that's here. There's a lot of opportunities. And those that say, well, my children are gone. Well, how about you be a grandma to someone else? How about you come alongside somebody else that uh, just needs some encouragement and needs some guidance and needs some counsel? Uh, maybe, maybe just coming alongside one of these young moms and putting your arm around her and say, honey, I know what you're going through. There's something about just having somebody that knows cares. We have so many attacks coming at us. Someone has said that when God devised the home, of course, he made a trilogy just like the Trinity. They say that the Father represents God the Father in the home. They say that we have the relationship of father, we have a relationship of son. And who is the third portion of that relationship? The Holy Spirit. They say moms are the Holy Spirit of the home. And I don't know about the other two, but I do know that mom, you have a huge influence on the spirit 
and the direction of your home. Greater than you could ever imagine. And you can use it for good and for God, or you can use it for self. The family is under attack. Mom, we need every one of you to be on guard. Everyone. This message applies to all of us, but moms, this, your influence in your home is huge. We have got to recognize the attack that's coming on the family. And if we are going to sustain, if we are going to survive those attacks, we've got to follow God's plan and put on the whole armor of God. God gives us victory. We're on the winning side. We know we're going to win in the end. But there's a whole lot of battle between here and there. And until he comes, may we get up every day recognizing there's an attack on your family. Let's watch guard. Let's walk guard around our home. Let's walk guard around our marriage. Let's walk guard around the children. Walk guard around the the influences that we allow in and make sure that we are standing true because there's an evil one who wants to destroy Father, I pray that you'd help us this morning. Thank you for each and every one that's here this morning. I pray that you would help us as we endeavor to uh, follow you. I pray for our moms, especially this morning, uh, that you would just uh, give them an extra sense of your presence today uh, on this special day. But Lord, if, if we realize the attack that's going on on our homes, our family, I pray that you would help us to sense our great need for you. And so I pray that you'd work down during this invitation. Speak to hearts as only you can, please, for Christ's sake. Amen. Let's stand together. Heads bowed, eyes closed. The altars are going to be open. We're going to sing I Surrender All uh, this morning just as an attitude of prayer. But if you're here this morning, you don't know Christ as your personal Savior. Uh, let me encourage you. You come. The pastors are down the front. Uh, we will want to take the opportunity to give you, uh, show you what God says about you going to heaven. And so whatever decision it is you need to make, let's follow this morning. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our service. If you would like to hear more, visit our website at bbc4me.org. That's bbc, the number four, me.org. May God bless you.